Welcome to the Digital Week, where we aim to make sense of the new economy in under 15 minutes. Thanks for listening. It's brought to you by the PwC Chair in the Digital Economy. You'll find us at www.chairdigitaleconomy.com or follow us on Twitter at chairdigeconomy. Also, we're open to really receiving your feedback. I'm Monica Bradley. See you in the Digital Week. Welcome to the Digital Week. I'm Monica Bradley, and with me today is the Professor Marek Kowalkowicz. Good to see you, Monica. And Professor Michael Roseman. Monica, good to see you again. Today, we're here to discuss the industrialization of innovation. Mm. Fascinating topic. I love, you guys are always there in the background, just when I'm enjoying myself with my bean bag and my char latte and my green room with my music playing and ping pong in the background. You want to go and industrialize it? Yes, Michael, sorry. Why? Sorry, so Monica, we put some cold water, we put some cold water on the magic of innovation here. Oh, now uh, everyone will be doing it. Well, I know, I know. So, I mean, the, 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 the beauty of ideation and innovations at the moment, it's so creative. Yeah, there's design, there are palm trees, there's a Massive fun component. And? And what well, it's great for the people involved, but if I'm a CEO, large corporation, I only can have, let's say, fun. It's like sex, drugs, and rock and roll in moderation. Oh, come on, Marek, tell me you're not with him on this, right? Well, look, the, the point is, and we hear it from a lot of organizations, they think, you know, it's the large businesses that can innovate because they can spend the money on the creative people, on the creative spaces, on the creative processes. And then somewhere in this process, you know, all those smaller organizations are lost. So they're effectively crying, you know, asking for an approach that they could apply that wouldn't be as expensive, as complex, and so on. So this is how okay. I'm seeing industrialization. You, you're slowly winning me over because I, I'm a real proponent of uh, innovation is, is the game changing, getting everyone fit for the future. Mm. So, I, I, okay, you've got me there because you're expanding the accessibility to innovation That's right. is what I'm hearing. Right? That's right. So tell me some reasons. What are some really hard, concrete uh, reasons that an enterprise might want to industrialize sure. their innovation sure. process? So really, it's really about putting innovation in the context of a corporation. So in, in addition to terms like design and creativity, we now talk about innovation efficiency, innovation productivity. So key aims are, for example, I want to be reliable. So at the moment, innovation very much rests on the people that I've got, the facilitator, the designer, the person who's got a creative idea. So it's really, really people intensive. That means it's very individual in the outcomes. An industrialized innovation would put the process before the person. It sounds mm. brutal, but reliability means it's not about the individual in the room, it's about the process. Mm. This also means there's predictability in the entire process. So yeah, think, okay. think about it from a, a management, a sort of C-suite perspective. How can they ensure that when they need to innovate, there are going to be some outcomes and they don't have to rely, rely on a very specific creative individual what if they leave the organization, right? So that predictability is very important. Mm. And we believe that, that, that the process that we're talking about okay. here helps. And I think it comes to something that I see mm. a lot in my corporates, <coughs> excuse me, is that they actually say, how much do I need to spend? Yeah. And what am I going to get in return yeah. for that? So return on investment or quantifiability yes. of an outcome is increasingly becoming an, an issue. Very good point. Right? People don't want return on ideation or return on innovation. And it's often a challenge when I create uh, ideation or innovation that is something new. Yeah, so okay. it's hard to create the business case. Nobody has done this before. And I think this, this is an entire new challenge. We don't have the answer right now. But how do I create business cases when I have no real benchmark 
uh, and, and for the business case community around innovative cases, I think it's a new challenge. And then there's a whole idea of, um, for global corporations, how do I scale it? So how do I have San Francisco, Singapore, Santiago, everyone operating on a similar process so that we can have like for like? Absolutely. So you see large mining companies uh, who had really a standardized approach to the way they run their business. And I wouldn't be surprised if they also want to have a standardized approach of, of how do I ideate and, and change the business. Okay, so all the fun's out now because we're going to be reliable, scalable, quantifiable and predictable. That's what corporates are looking for on their innovation investment, hmm. correct? You can still have fun, right? It's like, you know, when you, you can play a game and follow rules, right? So, so when you play games, you follow rules, you oh, still have fun. Okay, okay. Okay. So we call this, when we studied Hollywood movies, pockets of creativity. Ah, yes. mm. So in the old days, you made a Hollywood blockbuster, you had a lot of creative people, creative directors. You maybe had not the art of project management. Uh, uh, consequence was the movie production was expensive, not reliable, you didn't hit the deadline. And now what they do is they talk about pockets of creativity. Where do I have to be creative? And where is a movie just a, like a car manufacturing environment? Very, very uh, predictable. So it's like creative people, creative places, and creative processes. Correct. Is, that, is how the movie industry Absolutely. does it. But you have to understand where creativity is needed and, and where can I do without creativity. Mm. So you look at the, the, the entire innovation process and perhaps the only place where you need creativity is ideation, which is really just a subset of the entire innovation process. Mm. So I, I often like to talk about it, you know, it's almost like McDonaldizing innovation, right? So take a bun, put it into a microwave for 20 seconds, pull it out, put it there, and so on. So there are spaces in the innovation process where you could really follow a very strict process to get your predictable results. Every burger looks the same, right? Okay, so what would, what would innovation process look like, for example? So if we went down from, sorry, innovation to ideation, which is what you're saying is the most creative area, what, what in that could we processize? Like, is there practices? Is there, a, how would you go about that? Is that, what do you do in your practice here at the PwC Chair in the Digital Economy? So, so uh, from my perspective, when I look at an innovation process, we start with environmental scanning. So looking around at different industries, different trends, business, technology, society. Already for this one, we have processes that we follow. We know the questions that we want to ask and we ask those questions and that gives us maybe 80, maybe 90% of, of our answers. The rest is magic, right? right. So there's okay. always Good. this, this spark. There's still magic, thank uh, God. But we have that 80, 90%, which, is, which gives us a lot of confidence, right? After environmental scanning, we go for ideation. This is where this is we, we try, again, we apply so-called thinking patterns. I'll give you a couple of examples later to come up with, with specific ideas. And then together with partners, together with clients, we prototype solutions, we scale them. Prototyping, scaling, again, you can follow processes. Mm. And also, what about the competencies of people? I mean, you know, I look in organizations and, you know, I have someone who's a data analyst and then I have someone who's out there doing business development with humans. Like, these are very different competencies and personality types. So again, I guess what we're bringing to that is the selection of the right competency people at the right time in the process. I, I agree. I think if you see the innovation competencies, we go to the second wave. In the first wave, we try to increase, the, let's say, design skills. Mm -hmm. We talk about design thinking, we allow people to understand customers, we uh, build their appetite to, to show customer empathy. And that was this very first stage where we teach uh, creativity techniques. I think stage two is now to be very reflective, be a bit more methodological. Mm -hmm. and, and to, to use certain patterns. So um, we go from an environment that was heavily focused on the individual. Mm -hmm. A lot of hope 
When I do brainstorming, I hope that the people in the room come up with a great idea. <laughs> and we try to slightly reduce that component of how and replace it by methodological approaches. So uh, it's a second stage of innovation competencies that we see in the making now. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Mm -hmm. And so tell us, we always like to finish these podcasts on what kind of jobs will people do in this? Well, someone needs to design those processes for organizations. Mm. So whether it's an innovation architect, um, this, could be, this could be a job, right? As right. opposed to okay. a solution architect. Okay. Like someone who just creates products, solutions. Uh, take that step back and, and, and think about what is the pipeline for an organization? How does it work? Yeah, right? okay. Important. And that's true. That's something I'm, we're doing in a very bespoke way with corporates now, you know, at a board level. What is the innovation investment we want to make? What are our return on investments? So what revenue resilience, new revenue streams Correct. do you want? Or what efficiency dividends do you want to get from mm -hmm. our innovation? And then I guess there's a number of places. Like you can, there's a lot of innovation processes. Do I invest equity in startups? Do I invest in startups coming into my ecosystem yeah. and support Applying me. Absolutely, mm. absolutely. Do I invest in research? So yeah. I discover wonderful things that you guys do every day. And how much do I invest? Absolutely. How much do you invest? Do mm. you then have internal labs where your process can you now? I guess what this gives me an ability to um, measure or compare my internal innovation lab if I'm a corporate with perhaps an, an, an example I send to an outside lab. So mm. you can see where outsourcing, insourcing of innovation absolutely. might take place. I think what we see in other processes becomes accessible to innovation, comparability, best practice benchmarking studies but for this we need a kind of common language we need some sort of common processes mm. so what we discussed today is like the second generation of innovation stage one was a lot of trial and error and you still have this a lot of people in charge for innovation in the corporation a lot of trial and error we copy HBR articles we, we try to come up with the first set innovation 2.0 is when we seek economies of scale mm. we industrialize the third generation that, that we hardly see at the moment is when we start to automate so stage two is what methods, but they're still not supported. We can't buy an innovation system. We don't have the SAP of innovation today. Mm. We don't have an ideation system that, that prompts and automates ideation or innovation. I can see coming very soon that between the three of us, we're going to be innovation algorithm owners. Absolutely. I can, can see how this could be triggering a lot of that? people as I'm well. I'm getting but. chills. <laughs> I'm really getting chills. I can feel the, I can feel the <laughs> algorithm starting to bubble up. And then we could have, what would our version of it be? It couldn't be Alexa, right? So, yeah. well, it could be one, but be I mean... Enovo? Enovo? <laughs> what should I do next? Oh, you should definitely create a new product in this marketplace. <laughs> but, but you're right. We often talk about the next billion dollar industry in the making and for me innovation systems innovation 3.0 when you can buy innovation systems that might be the next big billion dollar industry where, where systems help you to ideate to come up with ideas well you heard it here innovation systems the next big industry and I think has three people here that are about to get on board that mm -hmm. Marika Wachwitz thank you so much for your time today thank you Monica uh, Michael as Thanks, always Monica. it's been a Pleasure. joy so industrialization of innovation join us on the podcast anytime and tweet us at chair Dig economy and we'd love to hear your feedback how are you industrializing innovation <laughs>